Welcome to the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast with your host, Tom Singer. In each episode, we explore the interesting lives of business leaders, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, and others who have a healthy dose of the entrepreneurial spirit. It is time to explore something cool. Now, here is your host, Tom Singer. Hello and welcome to another episode of Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are just a couple of episodes away from episode number 250. And I got to tell you, when I started this, I sort of made a personal commitment that we would do 50 interviews. I actually started the show because I had been at a conference and the speaker said, if you ever feel like you're in a rut in your career, go out and interview 50 people. And there's no way after you do that, you can't come away inspired with some more knowledge and with some new things you want to try. And I originally was just going to interview people and write those up as part of my blog. But at the time, two and a half years ago, podcasts were sort of blowing up. And I decided, you know what? I'll do this thing. I'll go out and I'll interview 50 people who are, you know, starting businesses or have businesses or run businesses. So I I called it Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do because that encompassed business leaders, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, and people who work inside companies who are just doing really cool entrepreneurial things. And I had no idea that this would continue for two and a half years and that we would be crossing the 250 episode mark. So I want to thank everybody for tuning in and listening and being part of our Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do community. Community. So today I have a special guest. I have a friend of mine. She is a legend in the business of speaking. She has written over seven books. She speaks all over the country and she doesn't pull any punches. And today we're going to talk about her five things that entrepreneurs should quit doing. And I'm so excited because she doesn't mess around. She tells it like it is. If you're not familiar with Connie Podesta, fasten your seatbelt because you're going to be in store for a wild ride as we talk about the five things entrepreneurs should quit doing. Hey, Connie Podesta, welcome to well, Cool good Things. Good morning. And you are right. I mean, I am laughing because you're right. I you you have a way of telling me that I tell it like it is, but you make it sound like a real strength. You know, I like that. <laughs> oh, no, it's it's a it's a total plus. Some people might think, oh, she's blunt. I think it's just a, a total blessing to have people who say things like that because it, it gets you out of your own mind. So so, Connie, you have been speaking and, and running your own business for many, many years. 30 years. That is just amazing. And you have seen a lot of things change in the business world because you speak sort of across industry lines to different types of associations and different companies. You've seen a lot of changes in the world of business over the last 30 years, I would imagine. Oh, totally. Um, and, and counterintuitive is a great word for, for me because, you know, a lot of speakers, well, I, I coach a lot of speakers. I coach a lot of entrepreneurs and work with them starting their businesses or keeping their business alive and thriving. And, you know, a lot of people, you know, say to me, well, I go watch how other people do it. And I say, why? And they say, so I can pick out their the best things. And I say, I go watch how other people do things so I can do exactly the opposite. <laughs> well, really, for any entrepreneur out there, the one thing that we have got to do right now is stand out. You know, there's, there's all kinds of products, to, no matter what we're selling, no matter what we're offering there's unbelievable competition. And so what we have to do is look at what all the competition is doing and figure out every single thing we can do different that is going to allow us to be out there so that people stand out and go, wow, I'm going to try that because it's unique. Well, and you're right, because the truth is, if you're a commodity, they can buy anybody and get the same product. Totally. But if, you, if you stand out, I got I got advice early on when I started my speaking career from Sam Horn. And she said, just remember, if you name it, you own it. And I right. always thought that that was great advice. 
Right. Excellent. So, so Connie, what? let's just jump into this because I think we're going to have a fun discussion. So you told me you have five things and, and maybe some bonus ones at the end, but you have five things that entrepreneurs should quit doing. Well, I don't really have a hundred things <laughs> they should quit, but we only have like 20 minutes, so I had to narrow it down. But first, you know, let's talk a little bit about quitting because, again, that's, that's my counterintuitive take. When you think about it, most people tell people what to do, right? Here's the six keys, the seven steps, the nine secrets to success. But uh, I think we should start by telling everybody I'm a therapist. I have uh, degrees in psychology and human bena- uh, nature and uh, human behavior. And I was a counselor and did private practice. And now I coach and use all the psychology. So you're going to hear lots of psychology digging deeper into like how our brains work, which is kind of a scary place to be sometimes. I don't know if all of us (laughs) want to know how our brains work, but I decided, you know, I'm not going to tell everybody what to do because the minute you start telling people what to do, they have excuses. Oh, I can't do that. It's too much money or I'd have to go back to school or that's too much work. And so I have realized that if I tell people what to quit doing, it doesn't cost any money to quit. You don't have to go back to school to quit. You don't have to have your family, you know, supporting you to quit. Quitting is free, cheap, and it's easy. So now, now I eliminated the, all the excuses. We're just going to tell them what to stop doing if they want to be more successful. So one of the things, though, that comes to mind is that is counterintuitive because we often hear people saying that you, you shouldn't quit, that you don't want to be a quitter, right? So, so why is it that quitting can be good? Well, I agree. Let's don't quit just because something's hard and let's don't quit because it's uncomfortable or let's don't quit because, you know, we don't, someone's disagreeing with us. That's why, that's why they tell you not to quit. What I'm really working with people to do is quit behaviors, attitudes, and mindsets that are killing you. They're getting in your way. They're causing you to not be successful. They're limiting all your possibilities. So, you know, I have interviewed tons, hundreds of successful people, and all of them have been quitters. They have quit ideas that didn't work. They've quit strategies that they didn't even research. They've quit uh, products that didn't sell. They've quit opportunities that, that weren't going to happen. And they've moved into what does work. So um, it, it's a, but psychologically, it is. So many people, especially entrepreneurs, Oh my goodness, they're going to stay with something forever and ever, even even when every clue and all the writing's on the wall, instead of just saying, oh, that didn't work, and then turn and go to a negative direction. So today we're going to give permission people to quit what doesn't work and start doing what does. So what is the, the first thing that entrepreneurs should quit doing? Quit setting goals. Wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. I tell people to set goals all the time. What do you mean set, stop setting goals? Goal, goal setting is a huge part of being an entrepreneur. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> And so are you a goal setter, Tom? I am, and I always have been. Okay. So so let's start out with this. For all of the people listening to us today who set goals and it's working for them and it's awesome, then uh, just keep going ahead and doing that. However, I realized that at least half the world, like me, goals freak us out. <laughs> they, they drive us crazy. They stress us out. Uh, and so this is a little bit of permission that not goals aren't for everybody. And here's the problem, again, from a psychological point of view, here's the problem with setting goals. Two things. Number one, almost every human being either underestimates or overestimates themselves. 
So most of us have no clue as to what we really are worth at any given moment of time. And that's a problem when setting goals, because if you underestimate yourself, then your goals will never challenge you. They'll never push you. And if you overestimate yourself, you've set yourself up for failure. So let me just say this. I I believe in life goals. Like, I'm going to be a healthy person. My goal is to be an honest person in business. My goal is to provide those what we call life goals. But what I find entrepreneurs get stuck in is they're like, I'm going to make 100000 within the first six months. I'm going to sell 10 new products every month. I'm going to uh, add uh, 50% higher customers each month. Those are the killers. So what I would suggest that our listeners do is, you know what works for most people? Get up every day and work your tail off. Get up every day and do every single thing possible you can do. Just have that be your goal. Your single goal is every single day I'm going to work my butt off. I'm going to do what's expected. I'm going to go beyond what people expect of me. I'm going to look at every opportunity, and I am not going to do anything that stops myself. And if I make 80000 the first six months, you know what? I knew I did the best, and if I make one hundred and fifty, wow, that's frosting on the cake. But as long as you do your best every day, that's about as big a goal as you can ever do. Well, and you bring up an interesting point when you say goals aren't for everybody because, you know, my wife doesn't like to set really big goals. And right, one, because we marry opposites. Well, yes, yes, we do. Yes. <laughs> and, and, and one of the reasons is, is she says it does, it does sort of freak her out. And then you kind of feel bad if, if you don't get there. Now, she does exactly what you say and she works her tail off and she's been really right. successful There's because goals. of that. And the second problem with setting goals is we only know what we know about our own capabilities, our own possibilities. We only know what we know about the world. So each time you wake up, Tom, and set a goal, it is based on what you know about the world, your career, your life, and yourself that day. And so often goals are limiting for people because there's so much out there that you don't know. And the third thing is when most people set goals, they become OCD, obsessive compulsive perfectionist. You're laughing because I can see you. That's probably what you do. And what happens is they're so intent on I am going to uh, do X, Y, Z. So all these windows open, all these other opportunities open up. But no, no, no. I'm not going to do that because that's getting my way of doing X, Y, and Z. Well, you know what? Maybe X, Y, and Z wasn't the best goal. Maybe some of these other things that are knocking on your door is exactly where you should be, but you're so intent on getting that one done that you can't even see. So for everyone out there like me who doesn't want to set goals and who doesn't want to be like Tom, then just drop them. Stop feeling guilty about it. Stop asking for forgiveness. Just enjoy your life. And uh, we'll probably live longer than all you goal setters. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so what's the second thing then that entrepreneurs should quit? The second thing is, Quit thinking that time management is is the reason why you don't get enough done in the day. First of all, we can't manage time. Everyone's like, honey, how do we manage time? You can't. Time just, it's there. There's no way to manage time. But there are other things you can manage that are going to help entrepreneurs. Um, Entrepreneurs that I coach and train and work with are notoriously uh, unhealthy. They're mentally unhealthy. They're physically unhealthy. They're emotionally unhealthy. They're, they're doing everything for everyone. They're developing and they're researching and they're working and they're putting things together and they're getting money. But the one thing they're not doing is taking care of themselves. And so what you need to start managing first is yourself. 
as an entrepreneur, there's no one in the world probably more that needs to sleep really good and eat really, really well and get up sometime and exercise. Entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs are great at saying, I haven't taken a break. I haven't eaten for five days. I haven't taken a break. I haven't taken a vacation. I'm, okay, that's not, that, that's not something you should be acting as like a good trait. That's like a sick thing that you should like be keeping to yourself. So entrepreneurs need to manage their health. They need to manage their stress. They can do that. You can't manage time. But most entrepreneurs never take a deep breath. They stop having any fun. They stop connecting with friends. Um, If you would calm down a little bit and take a little time for yourself, you will then produce more. So this so, one, this one makes me feel real good because I was that person for the first, you know, I've been working for myself full time at this speaking thing for eight years. And, and for the first seven years, I was the person who was constantly working, constantly this. I was 30 pounds overweight and I turned 50 last year and I decided that I didn't know that quitting time management was a great idea, but I sort of quit time management and did yeah. focus on self. I've lost 30 pounds. I run four days a week and I just made the conscious decision that 50, age 50 to 70, were just going to be the most fun years of my yeah. life. And so you have, you've quit managing time and you've started managing your stress. You've started managing your health, which is huge. Um, most people just eat terrible, they don't sleep, they work out, they party too much, they work too many long hours, they don't have anything fun in their life, and then they wonder why their businesses are failing. Well, because you're failing. You're failing your own body. And when we don't take care of our body, our brain isn't nourished, and when we don't take care of our brain, we can't run a business. So, so this is great. I can't wait. What's the third What's the third the thing third people should is, Okay. This, I just, for all the entrepreneurs I coach, this comes up all the time. My family just isn't supporting me. My friends, they were there at the beginning and they're not there now. And I'm like, quit expecting your friends and family to care at all about what you're doing. I mean, this is your dream. It's nobody else's dream. And it doesn't mean that they might not be happy for you. But how many entrepreneurs, they expect financial help. They expect their friends to be moving their furniture from one side of their office to the next. They expect their friends to be out there getting in business. They, they expect all this support and stop it. You know, entrepreneurs mean that we want to, we have a dream and we want to go after it. And it's not right to get our feelings hurt or take things personally when all our friends and family aren't out there busting, you know, their time and their energy and trying to help us. So just this is your deal. Go do it and stop making excuses. Well, and it, it is true. I mean, I've had a lot of friends and family who really have helped me, but some of the ones who I thought were going to be the people who would refer me to the associations they yeah, belong to, they, the ones I thought would do it are the ones who didn't. And then the friends who I kind of thought were more ancillary have like gotten me booked at their company three times and they're the most right. helpful people. So while, while I think you're right, you can't expect them to do it. I, my addition to that is the ones who will help you will be the ones you don't expect and the ones right. you expect will be the ones who don't. And so you just can't take it personally. You know, I went into this knowing that I had to earn my own money, move my own furniture, create my own ideas, fix my own computer. And when family and friends help me, oh my goodness, that's awesome. But because I don't expect it, I'm not let down when they don't. That's awesome. So Connie, before we go on to number four and number five, I have to thank the sponsor of this episode. 
So this episode is brought to you by Podfly Productions. Podfly takes the time and the headache out of creating your own podcast. They set you up with the right equipment, training, and guidance to ensure that you sound amazing. Podfly does all that heavy lifting and the technical work, so you don't have to rely on friends and family to get your podcast produced. (laughs) (laughs) They do it for you so that you can focus on creating great content, growing your audience, and interviewing really cool people like Connie Podesta. If you want to start a podcast, and I know some of you do, jump over to podfly.net slash cool things and check out the offer that they have for you because you listen to this show. So, Connie. You know, you know this, ladies and gentlemen, how really, really good speakers find a way to integrate everything that they've just learned into their commercials. I think that was that was very clever. <laughs> Thank you. So, what, so what's number four? Number four is quit thinking you deserve to be successful. <laughs> ooh, ooh, wait, but don't we all deserve to be successful? No, 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 no. You know, uh, you know, when you look up deserve, deserve is very much like entitled. Entitled means that you believe that you have a right to special treatment or special privileges without really doing anything to earn them. Whereas when you look up the word deserve, it means deserve means you have worked, accomplished something and that accomplishment will then end up and result in good things happening to you. So, you know, there's this whole attitude now. People will say, well, Connie, I'm just not happy. Well, well you don't deserve to be happy. You don't deserve to. But we don't deserve any of that. All of that, starting with happiness, is a fight. And a lot of my coaching and counseling is people are down, especially entrepreneurs. You know, one customer doesn't buy and the product doesn't work and things aren't going wrong. And now they're down. I should have never done this. You know, I'm not happy. I'm not successful. And and I deserve better. Well, no, you don't. Let's figure out what you're doing wrong. Let's figure out what's not happening. Let's figure out what we need to do that, that pushes us into another direction. Happiness is a fight. In fact, even when you look at people say, well, even the Constitution gives us that. No, it doesn't give us the right to be happy. All the Constitution does is give us the right to what? The pursuit of happiness. To go after it. Nothing at all, even starting with our Constitution, tells us it's going to happen to us. So, you know, I work with a lot, a lot of entrepreneurs, and they're either sad or angry. Those are the two emotions entrepreneurs have all the time. They're sad because it's not working, and no one's buying, and no one understands, and no one's helping. Or they're angry because... I didn't know it would be this hard and I can't believe this is happening to me. They fight so hard. And when I try to help them, they go, well, Connie, you just don't understand. I have a right to be sad. I have a right to be angry. And I finally get mad and I go, you have a right to be happy too. Why don't you fight as right for as hard for your right to be successful as you're fighting for your right to be sad and angry and to be a victim, you know, stop fighting for your limitations and start fighting for what's out there. Entrepreneurship is tough. It's hard. It's mind numbing. It's exhausting. But on the other hand, it's exhilarating, creative, amazing, but we're not going to have all the good ones without being able to deal with all the bad. So none of us deserve to be successful. We deserve to fight for it every single day of our life. So that brings up sort of the question, though, you know, the, the millennials get a bad rap for being entitled. And yet I think people of my generation and your generation, I, I think everybody has this this same problem. I don't think it's just the 20 and 30 somethings who fall into this, that they, they feel like they should get a trophy for everything they do. So if, if people feel that way, how do they how do they fight? Well, I past think it? Every entrepreneur, no matter how old, ex- adopts a lot of millennial behaviors. <laughs> you know, they um, 
And, and by the way, I do a lot on generations and millennials have a few traits that are absolutely amazing and all of us could use them. I mean, they push, they, they work, they expect better sometimes. They don't settle, you know, for things. So there's all these great traits, but they are kind of stereotyped, sometimes a little justifiably so, as being anxious to get things really quick. And I think that's what happens to anyone that's an entrepreneur. You know, you go work at a company and you know it's going to take you a year, year and a half to get your first promotion. And then it's going to take another couple of years. Well, all of that goes out the window the minute we own our own business. We, we're the CEO now. We're, we own it. And I've heard people tell me, I say, why do you want to work for yourself? Because I don't want anyone telling me what to do anymore. Well, good luck with that one. I mean, right? When you own your own business, everyone's telling you what to do all the time. Well, I don't want to have a, I don't, I don't want, I want to be my own boss. I don't want some other boss. Well, being your own boss means that you take orders from everyone else, correct? So all those things that I think they expect are going to happen don't. Being an entrepreneur is having every role. It's you're the receptionist, you're the salesperson, you're the CEO, you're the CFO, you're the maintenance guy, you're the, you're, you're, we're doing it all. Uh, at least at first, all of us are doing it all. And some of us are still doing most of that because we, we don't have huge businesses. We have small stats. So, um, you know, I think it's just time for us to, to grasp and, and be a little tougher. Being an entrepreneur is really for tough people. It's for really tough people. So what is the fifth thing that people should quit doing? Quit accepting yourself as you are. Ooh, but wait, isn't, Ooh. isn't, the, isn't the, the message this day? Every that, that motivational you... speaker is now like, you know, you know, shaming me for, you know, <laughs> not telling people they're awesome just, because that's the new mantra now, right? Yeah, you're, you're just, good where, you, you know, start from where you are. You, you know, you're, you're, you are well, who you are. Accept yourself, wake up every morning and accept yourself for who you are and, you know, people ask me why I am so successful in this business over 30 years because I've never once accepted who I am. Now, don't get, I love myself, flaws and imperfections at all. I'm kind to myself and I forgive myself. Those are important, but that doesn't mean I accept myself because to me, psychologically, when you wake up and say, this is just who I am, you know, this is me. I just accept myself the way I am. The minute you do that, you're done. You're done growing. You're done learning. You're done fighting. You're done being happier. You're done being smarter. Um, and that's when you start to lose the fight. So if we're not sort of supposed to accept ourselves where we are, how do we get in that fight? I mean, we don't want to set a goal. How do, how do, we, how do we take us up to that next level? I mean, I if we're not wake up every morning and go, okay. Today, I, whatever I can do today to learn more, to talk to more people, to be better, to be smarter, to work out more, to eat healthier, to be just every single thing I do, I ask myself that question. Right at this moment, is this the best I could do? Right at this moment, could I, you know, when I go out to eat and I'm ordering and I'm dying for the huge, you know, uh, fries and all this, I'm like, okay, is this? I don't want to, because what people will say is, I really deserve this. You know, that's how people go through life. I really, I deserve to eat like this because this was a bad day. And then, of course, I deserve to eat like this because this was a good day. It doesn't make any difference what kind of day is. Um, when you're an entrepreneur, the only way you grow is by every single day waking up and saying to yourself, everything I do today, say today, the people I meet today, what I think about today, how I learn today, what I eat today, how I behave today, 
I have to keep asking myself at this moment, is this the best I can do? And when you ask yourself that, it keeps you getting better and better and better. It never stops. The growing never stops. So, you know, that reminds me of something my dad used to do. My dad lived to be 99 years old, and and he was one of the best teachers I ever had, and yet he didn't know it. He was just a guy who went about living his life. But people asked when he was in his late 90s how he stayed so sharp. And he said he read something every day, whether he read the newspaper or he, he sort of learned to use what he called the Google. He would go and read stock information online. And if he didn't have anything he could learn, he would pick up the Bible and just read a verse and learn a story that had a parable in it. And he said, you know, if I could learn a new idea every day, then I can keep growing. And I think that's kind of what you're saying is every day you're not good enough. You got to be a little better for tomorrow. And it, it's, it's like in speaking. I've been speaking 30 hours, so I have probably 20 hours of material that I could do. I could probably speak for four days nonstop. <laughs> and I know speakers who've been speaking for 10, 15, 20 years, and they have one speech. Wow. And I'll say, well, what about part two? Well, maybe I could do part two. So what that means is there's been no growing. There's been no learning. There's been no, you know, it's trying to stay relevant. Part of the problem is that a lot of entrepreneurs fail is that they they have an idea and they want that idea to succeed, but they don't stay relevant. So they aren't as willing to open that idea up or change that idea or listen to other people's advice about that idea. So it's. Go ahead. Uh, I learned that lesson in the speaking business, uh, you know, got about six years ago. And I had I had built my speech, I thought, around a single story. I had an hour long speech and I had this single story and it was really powerful. And I got rehired by a client. But she said, I've only got 20 minutes for you. And I said, well, that story is like eight minutes long. I can't do 20 minutes. And she goes, no, no, we don't need that story. I need your other content. And I said, but I, I, can't, I can't do it without that story. And she said, well, you're going to do it without that story on my stage. And right. I literally didn't think I was good enough without that story because that was what everybody remembered. And I walked off the stage and everybody thought it was great. And that was sort of my little lesson that I have to be willing to grow and try new things. And if I didn't, I would still be hanging on to that story. And now I almost never use it. I still tell it sometimes, but it's, it's no longer right. a crutch. Well, you know, when I coach speakers, the first thing I do is take away their story. And I said, I don't mean I won't give it back to you. <laughs> I take away their PowerPoint and I take away their story. And I, and I say to them, if, if you have no content without a PowerPoint and your story, then there, there's a real problem. So it doesn't mean you can't go back to it, but let's see. And, you know, we, we've got entrepreneurs listening that aren't speakers, but they have their own story too. Maybe it's the product they've always wanted to sell or the service that they've always wanted. There's something that's driving them. And I, really, that would probably be another one I'd stick in here is quit, quit selling what you want to instead of asking what the customers want. <laughs> You know how many speakers have done that? I want to talk about joy. Well, is anyone hiring speakers now to talk about joy in their business? Oh, I don't know. I don't care. That's what I want to talk about. And I'm going, well, it might be nice to know if anyone's paying for that topic. And I've seen entrepreneurs that come to me and they're saying, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not succeeding. Well, what are you selling? And they tell me and I go, really? Is anyone buying that? I don't know, but that's my passion. Well, your passion is getting in your way here, you know? Um, <laughs> Now, if, if you want to sell your passion, that's okay, but don't be complaining because you can't make any money. Right. How and many entrepreneurs have sold products without doing any research, without doing any marketing, without deciding at all? They put invest, and then they find out no one wants that product. 
Oh, I mean, that's a that's a really common story is people go way, way down the path only to find out that there's no market for whatever right. the product or and service is. We do it in our business. Speakers go way, way down the path. They come up with a brand. By the way, I have no brand. So quit thinking you have to have a brand. That's a whole nother. We'll do that later, you know. <laughs> so so let's let's go with let's go with one more and make this an easy seven since we got to six let's go for lucky seven for the last one what's one more thing you think making excuses and okay oh my goodness that's that's half my coaching with entrepreneurs you know i'll say well tell me about your business and they what they do is they tell me what they can't do this isn't what's working here's who's not helping here's why no one's buying here's what i don't have here's what i and i'm like okay we're done we're done okay i no more of this tell me what is working well nothing much well so entrepreneurs for some reason are just huge at making excuses it's it's the weather it's the economy it's the money it's the territory you know, like salespeople, I interviewed a thousand salespeople and I said, why do you not close a deal? Why do some people walk away? Price, the price is too high. The economy was number two. The brand and the, the advertising, advertising is not good enough. Marketing uh, and then forest territory. Look where I live. How am I supposed to sell from here? So then I interviewed a thousand customers and I said, why do you walk away from a deal? They didn't say price and territory and economy. You know why they walked? Mm-mm. They didn't like the salesperson. <laughs> that was the number one. And it's the same with entrepreneurs. Entrepreneurs, when I really get down deep into coaching, it's usually not the product or the price or the way they're doing it or the economy. It has a lot to do with them, their their feedback, their belief systems, um, I do a whole one, which is quit living in the past. A lot of entrepreneurs have some real past old tapes about money, about success, about failure, about uh, all sorts of things about themselves, um, and these get in their way. So I think for any entrepreneur listening to learn more about yourself, what's keeping you back? What attitudes, behaviors, mindsets do you have that are getting in your way of being successful? And what excuses are you making that are holding you? You're fighting for your limitations the more you give excuses. So if an entrepreneur can get in touch with themselves and all of this background, it's amazing what happens to their business. Oh my God, all of a sudden they're calling me going, this is the greatest month I've ever had. It must be my product. And I'm thinking, no, it's your brain that changed. But if you want to think it's your product, that's okay. (laughs) Well, you know, that sort of reminds me when you talk about excuses. I actually, this week will mark eight years that I've been in business for myself full time. And it was April 1st, 2009 when I got laid off from a corporate marketing job and decided to April so, Fool. April yeah I, trust me the <laughs> irony of being laid off on April 1st was never lost on me yeah that was not lost in you. <laughs> but but the the fact was was that I that was the bottom of the recession April 2009 was the worst of the worst that we experienced and that's when I walked out and, and started my business so when people talk about well dips in the economy I think I started at the bottom mm-hmm. and you know so I I have a lot of excuses I make but it's never the economy because I know that's where I started from so well, I got to more money the first year of the recession than I hardly ever made and more than most speakers because most salespeople during the recession said, I can't do it. No one's going to buy. No one has any money. And they just kind of stopped selling mentally, emotionally. And for those of us that kept after it selling, we were the unique ones and we drove. Everyone was buying from us because everyone had given up. Right. 
Right. Well, Connie, this has been such a delightful conversation. And I know that people are either out for their run, they're out for a walk, they're driving in their car, and they're they're trying to write down down all of these notes. And they're just like, this was, I'm going to quit everything and I'm going to go be more successful tomorrow. So I want to have you back later on because you said you have more things people can quit. And my guess is, is that people are going to want to hear more of this because I think this is going to go down as, as one of the most popular episodes. Well, I have the time. top things you need to quit if you want to make more money. We'll Ooh, do that. We'll do that. Today. We'll do that next time top five things you need to quit if you want to increase your sales and oh and how about this one the top five things you need to quit if you want to lose weight that's a really good one we got tons of shows <laughs> well, ahead. We'll, we'll, we'll keep having you back then the things that people can quit to make more and do just more have and be to better quit it, Dave. that's right we just have to that's right i have to quit interviewing other people and fit you into the schedule oh i like that one that's really good so. hey Thank you so much. So if somebody listened to this and they're like, oh, my God, I've, I've got to know more about this Connie Podesta. She's a, she's a powerhouse. Where do they find you? ConniePodesta.com, C-O-N-N-I-E-P-O-D-E-S-T-A, ConniePodesta.com. And I've got a great website and go on there and it says contact Connie and just write a little note. And, you know, I can either speak to your team or work with you or do coaching or whatever it takes. But I have one goal and that's to. Make you more money. Well, several. Make you more Increase your revenue, increase your sales, increase your market share. If you have any interest, anyone listening to that, of making more money, having more customers, and being happier, and maybe even losing weight and being healthier, well, I'm your girl. Okay. <laughs> well, like I said, this, this was absolutely fantastic. And people, jump over to ConniePodesta.com and learn more about what she has to offer. And I have to tell you, I've seen Connie speak several times. I started the thing by saying she's a legend in the industry. When, when I started doing this nearly a decade ago and then full-time eight years ago, she was one of the people who I watched and went to seminars that she taught at the National Speakers Association and filled a notebook with ideas. And so Connie's one of the people who, she doesn't know it, but helped me launch my career. So, so thank you. Don't quit complimenting me. <laughs> That's right. Don't quit complimenting Connie. Don't quit that. That's I don't right. want you to ever quit that. <laughs> hey, and thank you. Thank you to everybody who listens in. Please jump over to the Facebook page and say hello. Uh, talk to me on Twitter. It's at Tom Singer or at Cool Podcast. And uh, come back in a couple of days because we're going to have an interview with somebody just as cool as Connie Podesta. What? Yeah, I know it's. I know Wait. it sounds hard. I know it sounds oh. hard, but it is true. And just as cool. Oh my just goodness. as cool. I have to hear that. I have to tune in. <laughs> so come on back in a couple days. But in the meantime, I'm going to challenge each of you to go out there and have a great day. Thank you for being part of the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast. Without your participation and listening to these conversations, there is no show. Connect with Tom at TomSinger.com and follow him on Twitter at, at @TomSinger. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.